Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 253 and it is Tuesday, September 14th, 2021. I am your host, Victor Omoyo. And with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's going on, everybody? Yes, we are back once again. It's another great week. Man, I'm happy to be here. I feel good today. Do you um, really? I do. Um, yeah, uh, Black Excellence is back. Um, uh, team No Edges, inside joke. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and also, uh, um, yeah, like like I said, I, I have a funny story I'll tell you after the after the podcast after the podcast. So funny story after the podcast but yes big shouts to a dear friend of the show afton ward um also um jared aka churro um for we had a we had a we had a great time at the rhode island seafood festival at india point park last saturday um we all went and ironically enough we had more non-seafood items than seafood items here's how it goes yeah, because uh, because uh, at the festival there there were more there there were only like maybe two or three actual seafood vendors and like they they served oysters and the lines stretched across the park. That's oysters. Listen, that's oysters, man. You you cannot deny that. Yeah, uh, I love I love oysters. I actually like raw oysters. Oh really? Not well. Um, and shout out to um TJ, his cousin Hobby, rest in peace. He used to like he used to like live down in Narragansett. Mm-hmm. And he would get them straight from the sh- straight from the sea. Ooh, okay. And just bring, just grab them, and you bring them to the festivities. This is when I first tried them. So, grabbed one. Remember, they're still like alive. Yeah. So you have to like catch them with a knife, with a knife, and you know just to block them from closing. Mm-hmm. Pro- pop it open. Yep. Pour some hot sauce on it. Stir it up a bit so you're actually like killing them, and you just take it like a shot. Damn. Yo, me and TJ probably had about like ten of those. Wow. Oh, straight barbaric. It was amazing. <laughs> I bet it was. Uh, not for the oysters, of course, but okay. Circle of life, man. Mufasa <laughs> told you about it. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, we we actually had some really good food there. Um, we had I, I had this um, this braised uh, braised sp- uh, rib grilled cheese sandwich on texas toast and ooh, mm, it was delicious it was so delectable man it it, it, it can it, it is it was a beard moisturizer let me tell you okay, this sandwich you, you just, is this about to be a new gimmick is this a new gimmick for you <laughs> i mean this sandwich ooh, i i felt like that that meme of that guy doing this just like caressing his face all right you know uh I, I, I that sandwich was so so divine. Um, there was also some doughboys, of course. Uh, we we also hit up some some bars. I know you joined us later. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, it was it was a it was a great time. So uh, shout outs to uh, you know the Black Excellence crew. Like I said, we are back and we will do it again. Uh, we'll, we'll have another event uh, another weekend, and it's going to be dope. Uh, friendships are awesome, and um, yeah, it is so cool. Uh, and I, I will I will say like being uh, being in such a crowded outdoor event for me that was the first time I was in a crowded outdoor event maskless. Um, I had my mask in my pocket, but I just left I just kept it in my pocket, and you know I wasn't freaking out. I felt I felt more at peace. 
you know, thankfully because we, we, we don't live anywhere in the South, so we actually take COVID seriously up in in the Northeast. Oh, I got to play you some of, uh, I got to play, I got some TikToks for you. Oh my goodness. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, man, uh, it, life is great and it's awesome. And as Carl Bird is sharing the episodes, uh, we got Stubert, your main man, Stubert. My variant. Yes. Uh, my guy. Yes. Uh, what's up, Chris? Uh, thank you for joining us in the chat, friend. Uh, listen to, uh, he's one half of uh, Pop Stew uh, with AK and Stubert. Uh, do check out their podcast on Spotify and all other platforms where you can listen to podcasts. It's really cool. It's great stuff. We love them. Uh, we will have you guys back on the show once again at some point. We was on their last episode. Yes, we were on their last episode talking about um, creating our own Suicide Squad teams. Ooh, we, we, we cobbled together some really cool villainous team-ups. So check out that episode when you can. Um, yeah, uh, for today's episode, we will we will dig into the PlayStation Showcase 2021. Lots of great trailers for some upcoming games coming out in the next couple of years. Um, I still don't believe the PlayStation 5 exists, uh, uh, however, because I've never seen one in stores. I've never seen one in real life. I have. Touched it, too. Really? Yep. Played it. Wow. That's um, I feel like it's a fever dream. You know what? I'm gonna call I'm gonna call the PlayStation Five the Sinbad genie of consoles. Everybody swears it's real, but you know it, it, it was a collective. It's a Mandela effect. It's, it was only in our imaginations. I don't believe it's real until I see a PlayStation Five on a store shelf in my living room. It's not real. I don't believe it exists. That's it. Pretty much all. So many of my friends have one except for me. Yeah, them bastards. Yeah, I said I, I said it too. Yeah, God, uh, so close. That was so close to getting one bad launch. Mm, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, Sony, Sony really has to address the the scalper issue because nobody can compete against compete against bots that that literally to the millisecond scoop up a console on 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 stores online. You cannot compete with that, and nobody has time to put refresh on their browser. Cause, come on, we got work to do, man. Come on. It's nonsense, but yeah. But we'll talk about the PlayStation games that that uh, Carl and I will probably not play for the next couple of years. But they look good. Uh, I'm determined. Uh, After a couple of those, mm-hmm. a couple of those titles. Oh, I'm determined. I just hope you don't give in to the scalpers. Don't. Uh, I don't think I will. Yeah. Uh, uh, but somehow, so I got. Listen, I got enough people. Hey, what's happening, Adrian? Shout out to your friend Aubrey Edwards. <laughs> okay, I'll show, I'll tell, I'll show, I'll uh, show you that video. Okay, and my man Dave Lagreca. Okay, yep. You're... But um, he's yeah. a big fan of Carl. He loves Carl. He does. But um, yeah, a couple of those titles, it's like yeah, it's happening. Mm. Um, it, it's gonna happen. Yeah. All right. Well, well, we we shall see. You know, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get our hands on a PS5 sometime. We got a plug next year. What's this? In the plug. I'm the plug. I'm the plug. Okay. Yeah, yes. He is. He is. I can't confirm that. All right. <laughs> That's why he's my variant, not yours. It's all right. It's all right. It's cool. Um. Yeah, so yeah, we'll we'll talk about the PlayStation Showcase later on. I got a also got a jam packed Codex retrospective this week. Mm. Twenty twenty items. Um, yeah, it's gonna be cool. I think you'll like it. 
and yeah, uh, Carl, anything else in your world? What's going on? All right. Well, uh, I'm gonna keep it really short because I know the Codex retrospective is gonna be a lot. It's gonna be long. Mm-hmm. So I got a couple of comics that I've been that I've been um, that I've been reading. All right. So the first one is gonna be called the Telepaths, which is a uh, AWA Upshot Publishing uh, production. Okay. Uh, written by uh, J. Michael Straczynski. I know he's actually written like a couple of uh, films. Yes. Um, he wrote. Um, I know he wrote Changeling. Yeah, Changeling was one. Yep. And he was a creator of Babylon Five, the TV series. Really? Yes. That I did not know. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I'm sorry. But it was yeah, it was written by him and uh, art by uh, Stephen Epting. So it's about. Um, I had to write all this down. An electromagnetic disturbance results in the sudden awakening of telepathic powers in an attempt of the Earth's population. Mm -hmm. After the world comes to grip with this development, newly telepathic Boston police find themselves against a wrongly convicted prisoner who becomes a hero and a leader of other telepaths to escape a world... Wait, trying, excuse me, trying to escape a world where their powers will make them targets. Mm-hmm. But both are but both of them are heroes in their own right. Okay. But the future depends on if each if each side can trust each other. Okay. All right. Sounds like there's a bit of intrigue there. It it was. I was just really intrigued by the cuz I've been getting into like a lot of independence lately, mm-hmm. especially like in a horror genre. Yeah. So and I just I was just at the store. I my comic list was very. It's gonna be really short because a lot of the, a lot of the like main series I've been reading are just ending. Mm. Now I think I got one more issue of Spider Man, the Nick Spencer Spider Man run. Okay, like that's literally about to wrap up. Mm. Um, and I said both Tiny Heasy Codes, Fantastic Four still going on. And I'll probably just collect collect that from. But yeah, there's a lot of these main stories that are just wrapping up. Yeah. Yeah. Next is the the, the death of Doctor Doom's coming up too. Not Doctor Doom, death of Doctor Strange. Oh. Yeah. Intriguing. Oh, absolutely. Hmm. And then there's gonna be a new Black Panther, where it explores T'Challa's childhood. Okay. Yeah, I was I was like, you know what? Sold. Yeah. Because you don't really hear about T'Challa's childhood. Right. Except yeah. for that what if episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was just really intrigued by the cover. I was just like, you know what? Let me give this a shot. Yeah. Yeah, and I see that it's uh, the first part of a six-part series. Yeah. Up, up shots, they usually... They're, they're not really long. Okay. They usually do about six to eight um, series. And mm-hmm. I think some of... I think some of their comics are like all in one universe. Okay. So... But yeah, I'm... Yeah, this is one series that I'm definitely going to um, collect. And then also... I mentioned this last week. I end up finding that issue of Black Panther 11. Oh, okay. All right. Now, it was written by Reginald Hudlin, one of the key uh, writers of um, Black Panther and also the director of the Eddie Murphy classic Boomerang. Yes. And uh, art was done by Scott Eaton. Now, this, I actually thought that this was actually the... Shang Chi versus Iron Man, Iron Fist fight. Yeah, yeah, because the cover is like in the style of Enter the Dragon. Right, right. Yeah. It's that. This is actually a uh, Bruce Lee tribute. Okay. 
But what it was, it was actually it was actually Black Panther and Luke Cage debating on who would win bef- between the two. Mm-hmm. So, Shang Chi, obviously. From what I from what everybody's been like saying, and a lot of kind of experts have talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. God, you hate that character so much. I mean, just no, just the MCU version. You still hate it. Like, how did the dragon wasn't that? That that was a good read. I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't. I mean, I've never read the Iron Fist comics. I mean, the comic version, I'm I'm pretty sure is fine. But I'm talking, I'm talking about the the MCU Netflix he, version. He was a supporting character. Danny he was Rand. a better supporting character than an actual like starring role. I think he's a better extra than a supporting character. Now but. you just hate. <laughs> yeah, you're just adding on extra hate. So, um, but yeah, I I quickly like scroll through that just to find it. But it's just cool. It's cool to have, you know, especially like the cover. I really do love this cover. Yeah. So and Enter the Dragon is one of my like all time favorite movies. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's like a it set the bar for like action movies to come. Absolutely. Yeah. So. So is that, and then finally, I checked out the Never Forget WWE Returns After 9-11 documentary that they have on uh, Peacock. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, it's like I understand, I understood why they did it. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, at that moment, what did you see on TV for like that first week? Yeah, just the Twin Towers. Just a tragedy. So watching the news was, I mean, I say it's depressing now, mm-hmm. but watching the news back then was damn near suicidal. Yeah. So it's like, all right, the WWE's model was always, we got to put smiles on faces. So it's like, you know what? With everything that's on TV, sports had like stopped. Mm-hmm. Let's give everybody some type of normalcy. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Vince's opening speech was he was just done on the whim. Of course, like he was inspired by GW. Yeah. But it's like you know what? At, that was at a time where we just all needed that regardless of who it was coming from. Mhm. So, and they just did. And then they actually had a dark match between um Austin and Rock that night. Oh, they did. Yeah, right after the show. So, and they just had a blast with it, but it seemed like every it was like, it, at that time it was what the country needed. So they was talking about, you know, some of the people that they were just interviewing. Um, they were talking about, like, their perspectives, like, where they were, because they were in Houston that night. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, we're going to stop. Okay, we, we have to stop when, you know, that Tuesday when it happened. Yeah. So, like, everybody else did. Um, and it's like, okay, we couldn't travel. Because, mm-hmm. obviously, there was no plane, you know, pl- no planes in the air at that time, except for one that had to develop, that had to deliver a liver somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, all right, let's just kind of just hang around here until further notice. So then it was, it was like, what are we going to do? We have to do something. Um, I mean, we can't really go home just yet. Yada, yada. I was like, you know what? You know what? Let's go live on Thursday. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were up to it. There were some, you know, people that were skeptical, you know, because it was the first public gathering since the tragedies, you know, a couple of days before. Yeah. But in hindsight, it turns out it worked. I felt like they really needed to do that just because of the 
like just to lift some spirits you know there was a, mm-hmm. you know so much tragedy going on it was such a bad day mm-hmm. but you know i am in hindsight i'm glad that they did that you know it kind of just lifted everybody's spirits you know lillian garcia sung the national anthem couldn't hold it together for tv and just bugged out crying mm-hmm. you know all the patriotism that was going on so it's like you know what i salute them for that mm-hmm. yeah i mean i remember i do remember that episode um uh i i will i will, I will let me ask you uh, does a documentary also covered Stephanie Stephanie McMahon comparing 9/11 to her father's steroid trial from the 90s. No, nah, they didn't even mention that. <laughs> okay, good. Cuz I I do clearly remember that moment and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Nah, they didn't mention that. I I think that was just a bl- that was a blooper on her end as well, so. Yeah, I'll say. <laughs> All right. But yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to. Uh, like, and then also, you know, going out with you guys on Saturday. And then shout out to my cousin Tyree and her newborn baby. They finally came out to visit, so it was a good time to be had and like be around the family and kick it with uh, Cassell for a little while. Her husband. So, oh, that's good. And a couple of your fellow URI alumni because she's one herself. So, mm-hmm. I think Cassell is too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations to your cousin. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, anything else you got? No, that's it. All right. Well, as for me, um, I've uh, I've watched a couple of movies uh, this uh, well, this past weekend. Um, one is available both in theaters and on HBO Max. It's uh, James Wan's latest horror movie, Malignant. Um, I heard about that. Yeah, uh, Malignant. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's directed by James Wan. It's uh, stars uh, Annabelle Wallace, Maddie Hadson, George Young, Nicole Brianna White, uh, Marina Mazipa, uh, Susanna Thompson, uh, Jean Louisa Kelly. Um, this is a. This is a really. Uh, uh, it's. It's a. It's a nicely done, nicely ex- executed horror film. Um, it has an interesting premise too, and villain. And so the film it stars Annabelle Wallace as this woman named Madison Lake. And she's a woman who um, she's she's pregnant after three mis- miscarriages. Um, so and she has an abusive husband who's a complete dipshit. Um, and then her husband, uh, her her abusive husband, uh, goes off and slams her head, uh, the back of her head, in- into the wall. Awesome. And uh, un- unfortunately, she um, loses a baby. Oh, um, but uh, when she when she tries to go to sleep. Um, she has this very vivid dream of her husband being killed violently by this shadowy creature. And then when she wakes up, she finds her husband dead with his neck, with his neck broken, jutting out, with a bone jutting out, you know, where his jugular is, his head damn near turned around, you know, facing his back. Yeah, look at that smile. And it's like, God damn, you know, so... <laughs> So that's fucked up. So um and so uh and so um you know she you know her sister her sister uh uh Sydney who's played by Maddie Hassan she comes by and just you know be supportive of her as much as she can and um and as she, and as um and as she's and as she's there for her you know every time um you know um Madison goes to sleep she's envisioning all of these these people being violently killed by this shadowy creature. And when she wakes up, she comes to find out that that she wasn't dreaming; it, it was actually happening. So what happens is, is that um, she, uh, 
when she's awake, but then she finds herself paralyzed and then she sees the entire environment change around her. And then she's like in the, in the same place where the killing is taking place. So she sees the shadowy creature going after the victim and killing the victim, but she's standing in place and she can't move. Mm. So, and and so with all these killings, uh, with all the bodies piling up, these two uh, police detectives uh, come by and they're trying to investigate what's going on. And of course, they think that she's the prime suspect as well. So she's got to try to prove, you know, that that it's not her, but that it's this creature. Um, it, a malignant. It's um, it's definitely an effective horror film. It's 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 quite enjoyable. Um, I think James Wan does a lot of really cool uh, uh, tricks uh, to make this to make this B movie, you know, you know, have a little more flavor. You know, for example, like there's like some interesting shots that he has. Like there was one shot of um, of uh, Madison running through her house, and it's like a top down view of her house, and it kind of looks like a, a live floor plan. You know, she's running from room to room. Um, the villain, the 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 villain itself. Um, is 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 just it just looks so weird and just so so disturbing like so it's like it's like it's like a creature who whose body and limbs are turned backwards and he's like running backwards and he's just killing people you know left and right but it's like he's doing everything backwards it's like it's like, it's like his body it's like his movements are in are in rewind mode and he's just killing everybody just slaughtering people left and right um I, I will say the, the the villain itself, the the story behind the villain was quite creative. It was like it's it's a bit of a nightmare fuel. Um, I w- I won't spoil it. You just gotta let the story unfold. And it's like, oh, wow, that's hmm, that's that's uh, that's malignant, all right. It definitely lives up to its, lives up to its title. Um, it's a uh, yeah, it, it's it's a film. It's a film that um, if you're a fan of James Wan's uh, previous horror films like Saw, Insidious, um, this is uh, and of course uh, Annabelle. Um, you'll you'll probably dig this one too. Uh, it's it's a film that I, I felt it's 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 I felt that it was more it's worth watching more at home on HBO Max than going to the theater. But you know if if uh, if you if you want to go out and have a good good time to be scared and whatnot, you know you can you can you can always check it out on the big screen. Did you watch it? How did you watch it? On HBO, oh, okay, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, Malignant. Uh, it's a it's a cool horror film. Uh, another James Wan uh, uh, production. Um, yeah, check it out if you're a fan of his work, and if you if you want something, if you want a horror film with, with a bit with a bit of bit of creativity to it. Um, but yeah, man, oof, there the 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 killings in that film, oof, man, it's like well done, James Wan, well done. I gotta ask you something. Yeah. If you was to become a director, mm-hmm. what would be your specialty of films? Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a really good question. Um, I would like to do. I would. I mean, I would like to think that I could do it all. Um, maybe besides like a, like if you were doing like fictional films, um, I could do something like, like a low key horror film, maybe like horror sci fi, you know, uh, maybe maybe put a little touch of like like subtle sci-fi stuff in there um yeah maybe maybe a bit of horror maybe like a suspense thriller you know uh maybe maybe not maybe not something like totally gory but like something that's like kind of like hitchcockian wouldn't put it past you for it wouldn't put it past you uh i was i was predicting that you would say like full-blown horror but i i can see more of a suspense thriller yeah. yeah, with the touch of sci-fi, that that sounds Victor Moyle like. Yeah, 
you know, uh, can definitely get into some like David Lynch uh, territory. Like what? Like oh, what? What is this? Why is this weird thing happening? I don't know. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah, it's great. Um, but yeah, uh, that's malignant. Um, the second movie I saw, I saw yesterday. I checked it out uh, at, in, in theaters um, after work because it's only playing in theaters right now. It's uh, called The Card Counter. It's uh, written and directed by Paul Schrader, and it stars Oscar Isaac, Tiffany Haddish, um, Ty Sheridan, and Willem Dafoe. Um, very good cast. Um, What's it called? The Card What? The Card Counter. So the card counter, um, it stars Oscar Isaac, who's this uh, guy named William Tell. He's this uh, sort of like a professional gambler, and he's an ex-military interrogator uh, who's haunted by, you know, the terrible things that he's done in Abu Ghraib, where he's tortured, you know, you know, tortured a suspected terrorist and other prisoners under the guise of so-called enhanced interrogation. And so after, you know, after spending time, after, you know, being a torturer in Abu Ghraib, also spending time uh, serving eight years in a military prison, you know, he's living his life basically being a drifter. He's a professional gambler. He's going from casino to casino. And uh, he actually, you know, he, 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 he's actually he goes about his gambling smartly. So he's not he's not all he's not about big wins. Mm-hmm. He's all about like, like modest wins. Like he sits at the he sits, he sits at the table like for blackjack and poker and he counts cards. And so, like, and so to to make sure that you know, like, the house isn't onto him, like, he'll he'll win enough money, like, you know, a few hundred bucks, just enough so he can, like, you know, check out and and leave before you know uh, the uh, casino personnel gets onto him. And so, you know, so so he spends his so he, that's how he spends his day. His days counting cards. Uh, he he drives from motel to motel, and he actually covers everything in like these white sheets. The bed, the pillows, the the lamps, the tables, the chairs, everything in white sheets, so everything looks sterile, mm-hmm. um, and that's how he lives his life. And so one day he comes across um, Tiffany Haddish's character uh, named Lalinda, who's this um, who's this 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 big time um, like, like sort of like this big time uh, acquaintance from the gam- gambling world, and she runs a stable. So uh, she runs a stable of uh, professional uh, of, of investors who actually back professional gamblers, like celebrity ga- gamblers, like go who compete in like you know celebrity poker tournaments and things like that. Right. So like she runs a stable and she has these investors, and she she notices uh, a Williams William Tell Oscar Isaac's character, and she's like, you know what, you know you got some talent, so why don't why don't you let me uh, back you? I can give you I can front I can front you know hundreds of thousands of dollars. Make sure that you get get into the big time, get play the big games, big time games, and, make, and get the biggest winnings ever. And he's like, Nah, you know, what? I'm 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 not a I'm not a celebrity gambler. I'm an anonymous gambler. I'm just trying to live my life, and 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 you don't want to know my backstory. And so William Tell, uh, he also meets this 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 young man, uh, played by Ty Sheridan, uh, a guy named uh, Kirk, played Kirk with a C. Right. Yeah, I'm looking at the Wikipedia article. Yeah. And so Kirk, um, he actually he actually uh, comes up to him and he says, and he and he actually he actually introduces an interesting proposition uh, to William Tell, because um, uh, one day they come across uh, William Defoe's character who's at this like law enforcement convention and he's like trying to sell like this uh, inter- this you know a face reading device for cops, and so uh, 
Kirk comes up to William and he says, "You know what? You see that guy? Uh, that that guy, um, uh, John Gordo, who's William Defoe's character. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know your, I know his story, and I know your story. I know you two have a connection. He's the one who he's the one who uh, who trained you to, who trained you to torture prisoners in Abu Ghraib, but he went off scot free, and you and you served prison time. Why don't we get together and let's kill this motherfucker?" And ask and William tells like. Man, you 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 don't want to do that. Um, this this is not the road you want to travel in. But at the same time, William's like, you know what? Maybe this is against my better judgment. But you know what? Why don't you ride with me? Why don't you travel with me from casino to casino? Um, I'll raise up enough money so you can you know go back to college and live your life. You know, and and, and drop this 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 crazy crusade. And so and so throughout the film, you kind of see you kind of see their uh, their their relationship build, and you you know and you also see uh, uh, William's relationship build with La Linda, and and, it's, and and the directions that the film goes, like I, I didn't know anything about this film um, except who directed it and who started in it, so I didn't see a trailer, so when I watched it. I was very intrigued by how, just 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 the pacing of it, just like how the film kind of like intru- introduces you into the world of this character and his and his headspace and why he's. Uh, and why he's so tortured. Also, the the filmmaking was excellent too. Like it's just some some very clean shots of like c- casinos, motels, and there's like the flashback scenes of um, William in in Abu Ghraib prison, and it's shot in this really weird uh, fish lens. This like this fisheye lens where like the sides are the sides are like distorted and warping on the left and right and it's, it kind of looks like a really screwed up funhouse mirror so like the so the camera travels through this prison in, a, in like this funhouse mirror style where you're seeing all these prisoners getting tortured and whatnot and and and, it, and it's it's just really well done um also too like oscar isaac man what a what a terrific actor like he has this like really quiet intensity like it's all in the eyes like like the way like if Oscar, like if Oscar Isaac sat down in front of you and just stared at you like you you'd, you'd probably be scared you'd probably you probably wouldn't know what to do with yourself. Looking at the uh, picture, I'm like, yeah, he's yeah, like yeah, he's he's definitely has this quiet intensity about him. Um, I I also really liked. Yep, that's that's uh, the picture of Oscar Isaac on the poster. Um, I also really liked Tiffany Haddish in this film because this is this is like a rare dramatic. Uh, performance for her and she's very subdued her, her performance is very low-key like the complete opposite of what you would see from like a typical tiffany haddish performance like she was very cool very laid back calm cool collected um like she kind of carries herself with its quiet confidence and uh and you and you see her rapport with uh with oscar isaac's character and it's like wow man yo yo tiffany haddish is yo she's got some chops to her and you know what i really want to see her do more dramatic work um yeah, she was terrific in it. Um, also, uh, Ty Sheridan's character—he's kind of like this, this sort of like this creepy, this creepy dude. It's like, yo, what's your deal, man? It's like, it's like, it's like if you were if you were any other if you were not an actor, you'd probably be a school shooter. That's how that's the <laughs> that's the type of energy that he comes that he brings to the screen. Um, and Willem Dafoe, like he's just a what can you say? Willem Dafoe it's, is well, just a, it's, Willem Dafoe is Willem Dafoe. Yeah, like he knows how to play crazy. Um, and, but yeah, the card counter is definitely, um, one of my favorite movies of the year so far. Uh, it's, it's very, it's a very well done character piece. Um, I really liked the filmmaking behind it and the, the performances were terrific. Um, there, there's, I will say that one standout scene in the film, uh, involves, uh, Oscar Isaac and Ty Sheridan. 
and like that's that's a in, in a weird way that's like that's an example of how um someone who has their best interest at heart should motivate you like if if, you, if you're on that bullshit someone should someone should you know what like, you know never underestimate the power of threats in a friendship sometimes a friend has to sit down with you and threaten your life to make sure that you get your shit together and I'll, and that's all i'm going to say okay um uh, please don't do that. But um, but yeah, uh, it, 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 it's a great film. Um, it's only playing in theaters now. It's called The Card Counter, uh, written and directed by Paul Schrader. Um, he's who was also who also wrote Taxi Driver. Um, he also directed uh, First Reformed with Ethan Hawke back in 2018. Um, yeah, check it out, man. It's it's a great film if you're a fan of great acting, directing, um, and, and just 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 a solid story. Um, please check it out. The Card Counter only in theaters now. Oh, he did Raging Bull as well. Yes, he also did. Uh, I think he co-wrote that. Yeah, with uh, Martin yeah. Scorsese. So yeah, uh, that is uh, that's what I've been up to. Um, so uh, shall we talk about the uh, PlayStation Showcase? We shall. Yes. So Carl, I understand that you got the list of all the trailers that I dropped did. last I week. I did. Um... I actually did. I did not watch it live. I watched it like probably as soon as it went off. As soon as it went off, um, I think I was like, I, I I was out and about. It came on like shortly after I came up or got off of work, so I had to like, hey, had to like get on the group chat. Hey, is it over yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you can still catch it. Boom, caught it. Yeah. Um, and I do, and you know, I took my notes like how I do with you know usual E threes. You know, I just you know write down whatever comes out, yep. and um, just have a little blur, have a little blurbs about it, just oh, yeah. quick little one liners. Yeah, sure. So yeah, we're gonna start off with the first game that they uh, presented was a uh, mini trailer, like a teaser trailer for Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic remake. Mm. My. My reaction. Okay, Vic. <laughs> Listen, man. Um, I mean, I, 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 when I saw the shadow of the character, I'm like, is that Darth Revan? And then when they showed Darth Revan, you know, ignite his lightsaber, I'm like, no, what? And then he said, Knights of the Old Republic remake. Let me tell you something, man. I nutted. I, oh, I, I, mean, I, 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 I'm sorry, people. I don't know what to tell oh. you. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but when I when I saw Knights of the Old Republic remake on the PlayStation Five, I I I, I had to I had to go change my pants, man. Look, listen, oh. listen. Um, for years, I mean, Knights of the Old Republic is a is a let me see. It's an 18 year old game. It came out in 2003 for the original Xbox. I remember, I bought. I actually bought. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic on the PC when I when I, on Steam, and no matter what I tried, it never worked on my computer, on my old on my old PC, on my laptop. It, it I just couldn't get it to run. Um, come to find out that apparently the PC version is fundamentally flawed, so you can't get it to run on even a new computer. So I'm like, damn, well, that was a waste of money. It was only like seven bucks. It was it was on sale. It was a deep deep sale. Okay, so. So I'm like, all right. Well, I guess I guess it's just one of those games I'll never get to play. But a remake of of what's widely considered one of the greatest Star Wars games ever made, to uh, with one of the greatest Star Wars stories ever ever written. 
listen, man. Listen, listen. You better than Fallen Order. That's gonna be a tall. I don't know. I, that's gonna be a tall order. Like I, I, Fallen Order is great. I've never played Knights of the Old Republic because never had a chance to. Um, if it's if it's, I want a Victor's Corner <laughs> dissecting this motherfucker. Listen, if I can get my hands on a PS5 and Knights of the Old Republic remake, I will review it on this show. Um, oh, <laughs> listen, man. What, where, where are you going, Carl? Hey. <laughs> Thank you, sir. He, he brought me a box of tissues. Uh, <laughs> but um, but man, uh, I, I think I think this is I think this is actually great. Um, uh. See, because 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 I know a lot of I know a lot of fans, a lot of Star Star Wars fans. You know, they they've praised the story of the game, and maybe I don't know if this will be canon. If this will be if if this will join the official Star Wars canon. If it does, hey, great, because if the story takes place like three thousand years before the the prequels, um, so yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Uh, I, I don't know if Bioware's uh developing it because I know that they they developed the first the uh, the the original version. Oh, I didn't write all that information yeah. down. I was like speed. I was kind of speed writing. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but whoever's developing it, yo, hey, I, I I just I just hope I just hope it uh lives, lives up to the praise it's gotten for the past eighteen years. In other words, shut up and take Vic's money. We'll we'll see if I can get up if I, if I can get my hands on a PS Five. Listen, we got a plug. I mean, I mean, can he can he can he procure a PS Five for us? I think he can. He can. Okay. Well, uh, you well, take him up on that offer. I, I will take him up on that offer. Listen, you, if you got Venmo, PayPal, let me know, and then uh, and then I'll and then we'll coordinate shipping. Yeah, man. Ooh. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Oh, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what it is, dripping down you. <laughs> Yeah. Next up, Project Eve. Project, you know, Project Eve. Yeah, that that that's, that gives me a strong like Bayonetta, Devil May Cry vibes. Yeah. I I actually wrote my I got Metroid God of War vibes, but it looks like what Cyberpunk was supposed to be. Mm. That's that's an interesting comparison. Yeah, I, I would I would say so, like because it, it does take, it does take place in like a unique post apocalyptic future. And yeah, and it's pretty space age too. But yet the monsters are like completely massive. So and it's like and it's one of those like hack and slash. Yep. So it's like all right, you know that's where I got the you know the whole, um, what you call it? yeah the whole you know God of War feel to it, and then also you know with the Metroid the setting how it looks. But yeah, it's just. And then just like the way the graphics looked, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, this is like the graphics and the characters. Like, yeah, this is definitely what Cyberpunk was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and look and looking at it now, like the trailers, when you see like the main heroine like jumping on these like gigantic creatures, wielding a huge sword, you know, doing all these like crazy over the top combos. Yeah, it, it does remind me of like. Like I said, Bayonetta and Devil May Cry. I think it's um, like like something that you see like like from like Team Ninja or Platinum Games, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but it it, it does it does look kind of cool. Um, if if it does bring that same kinetic uh energy, then that's something that like Devil May Cry fans will probably get into as well. Um, but it it, do, it does look pretty good. Yeah, like you just just like 
different like particle effects like you're like waving through like post-apocalyptic streets like with like overgrown like shrubbery on the streets and buildings it's really interesting yeah so project eve i think that comes out next year i think so. I, I, yeah i didn't even get that yeah. a lot of the, yeah a lot i think a lot of these games are 2022 2023 releases yeah uh next up we got tiny Te- tiny tina's wonderlands they've been kind of promoting that for like the past what two e3s oh have they have they I know they did this year, so I was like, "Yeah, it still looks the same. Not bad." Yeah, it does. It does look like um, uh, like a, a Gearbox uh, production, all right. It has that same kind of similar um, art style of the of the Borderlands games. Yeah, I, it's. I think it's a it's a Borderlands property. Like it's made for the same people. Okay. Yeah, I, I like. Th- I'm intrigued by the by the setting. It's like it's like fantasy, but with guns, right? And kind of like a weird like Western vibe to it. Um, hey, I, I, I mean, I have, I've only played uh, Borderlands 2, but I, and I really enjoyed that game. So this is something that I could get into. kind of has like that looter shooter quality. Yeah, it's a, sp- it's a Borderlands spinoff. That's the word I was looking for. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Forspoken. Yes. That game looked go- gorgeous and it looks fun. Yes, uh, Forspoken. That game really intrigued me. I, I do want to learn more about that game. I'm actually trying to pull up the... The trailer for that i think that was actually the uh game that they that they um used just to reveal the uh the new unreal engine mm-hmm. for for the ps5 like that first look yeah yeah and gorgeous yeah it, it, it is a it is a gorgeous game um like i'm, I'm looking at it and I I really like this. I really do like the premise of it. Like you have this 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 girl from the modern, this woman from like the, our modern times, getting sucked back into like this otherworldly fantasy world. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I'm I'm really intrigued by the by the setting. Like it's like she has like this like this bangle. It's like a it's like a certain function as like her main weapon. She can right. cast spells. She can fly. She can hover. She has like this cloak on. Um. She's running through all these like. Um, these like dilapidated castles, these towns, and there's like a really gorgeous shot of her like flying over these mountains. Right. Oh man, it does look dope. Um, that's that's the game I'm looking forward to the most. It's from I, the- the, that that's a Victor ass game. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a game that I would definitely uh, add add to my collection, and it's developed by Square Enix. Right. Yeah, so it looks like it has that like action RPG. Uh, type vibe to it, kind of like the combat. Kind of reminds me of like Final Fantasy fifteen. D- yep. Yeah. Yep. I was getting that vibe too. Yeah. Um, Rainbow Six Extraction. Uh, guess the Rainbow Six. I mean, the Rainbow Six fans would enjoy it. Yeah, you know, Rainbow Six has been going on strong for like over over twenty, 20 years. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's got it's got it's got like the pandemic uh pandemic vibe to it. Um. Yeah, I, I suppose I suppose the Rainbow Six fans are excited. They're looking forward to it, but let them have, yeah, let them have it. Yeah, mm. Alan Wake remastered. Yeah, yes. I actually wrote the graphics look outdated, but potential to be something great. Um, I, I will say like because uh, Alan Wake it came out. Let me see, eleven years ago mm-hmm. on the on the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty and PC. Um, that game. I mean, it, even today, like it still looks pretty gorgeous. Like it, like this, the the setting, bright falls. Um, it's um, it kind of looks like uh, 
if you ever if you ever seen the David Lynch show like Twin Peaks, right. it, it, it's is very much inspired by that. Like, um, and it's developed by Re- Remedy Remedy Entertainment that also developed Control. Mm-hmm. Um, Alan Wake is definitely one of the best games um, on the th- on the 360, and I, I actually played it and I and I finished it on the PC uh, when I because uh, I actually bought it on Steam. It'll reconnect. Okay. Um, and the game and th- and the game there it is. Uh, yeah, and the game it's actually really good. Like like the story, like the way the the way the Alan Wake uh, game is broken up, like it's different chapters, like episodes. Mm-hmm. So when you finish like a set of levels, it'll say like, it'll it'll kind of like give you like a, the the summary of the level, and it'll be like previously on Alan Wake, and it'll kind of like catch you up to speed. Kind of like kind of like what the Telltale da- games do. Yeah. Um, only, only this time it's like a, it's a third person game, right? And the game has like excellent use of like light and shadow because like you have the, all of these like shadowy enemies that you can only defeat like by shining like powerful sources of light on them. Mm-hmm. So I have like a flashlight, or if you like stand stand underneath like street lamps, then that's those are like safe havens. It's a it's a really cool like horror thriller. Um, has like a strong like David Lynch vibe to it too. So you already know you're already on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, I, I would like to replay it because that's a game that I've always wanted to see on like a Sony console. Yeah. So I'm glad I'm glad that Sony's finally getting it, um, and a remastered one addition to boot. All right. Next up, GTA Five. They've been selling this classic for ten years straight. Oh my god, yo! Listen, I love the game just as much as the next person, but we're ready for six. We. I, I completely agree. Like, like it was, it was, it was, it was absolutely welcome that we had like a remastered version on the PS4. Right. But yo, the game is what eight years old now because it came out 2013. Right. It's time to move on. It like, is. Like we don't need an an, an even more enhanced uh, GTA 5. No, we we already got that on the PS4. Just just. I beat the game three times. Me too. Yeah, I've 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 got I've maxed out like billions of dollars. I've made all three characters billionaires. Like, there's nothing else I can do. Just just let it go, Rockstar. Let it go. I, well, I, six is in the works, with remakes of three, Vice City, and San Andreas. Now I will say those remakes. Man, listen, shut up and take my money for those. I I I will definitely get those. Um, I mean. I mean, I mean, the 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 beginning of San Andreas is already a meme. Ah, shit! Here we go again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, like, um, yeah. GTA Five. I will say, like, if you if you're a gamer who's been in a coma for like the past decade and you've never heard and you and you never knew that GTA G, that Rockstar created GTA Five, then yes, this is the game for you. This is the version for you, rather. So all power to you. But for the I mean, rest I'll of us, play it. I'll play it again just because good. I'm like, eh, if I'm in the mood to play GTA Five again, I'll do it. Just because. Uh, um, I mean, if if I if I play it again, I mean it'll be on the PS4 because I have no I have no we interest. Don't, we don't need it. Any, we don't. I don't need it for the PS5. Yeah. I mean, uh, unless 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 Rockstar like is gonna allow like the creation of mods, like much like Bethesda does with like with Fallout seventy six yeah. or Fallout four rather, where like creators where creators can actually create their own mods and you can actually buy them or like download them for free. Mm-hmm. That that then that then I can see the appeal then because there's a lot of like awesome graphics mods on the PC for GTA five, which make the game look photorealistic, which is like oh if you wonder what GTA six might look like. Check out those graphic mods. If you go on YouTube, yeah. look up GTA Five graphic mods. They're like, whoa! Some people put in work in these. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. But yeah, it's time to move on. Yeah, absolutely. 
uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Hmm. The first person killed it for me. Ghostwire Tokyo. You know, I you know, I vaguely remember that. Let me, I let me was I like I was watching it and I'm like, all right, this doesn't look bad. This doesn't look bad. But then once they showed the gameplay and it was just first person, it just kind of like killed it for me. Like I think it would have done, hmm. it would have done just right if it was a third person. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I, I do like the setting. I will say. Like the setting, it takes place in like Tokyo, Japan, has yeah. like all the neon, neon lights. Um, I, I would give it a shot. Like it, it, it might be one of those like sleeper games where it, where on the surface it's like, eh, but when you play it, it's like, oh, this is actually, this is actually pretty dope. I'll leave that to you. Or if it's a PlayStation free game of the month. Yeah, yeah, then I'd be more inclined to get that. Yeah. All right. Guardians of the Galaxy. And this is what I put. I'll still get it. <laughs> uh, Listen, I bought the Avengers game you and did. beat it. You did. I purchased worse. <laughs> um, I will say, like, if hopefully they won't, it won't be like, uh, it hopefully won't be structured like the Avengers, where it was like supposed to be like this, like live, live service game. Um, hopefully, it's like structured as like a proper single player experience. Only, but there's a couple of things that that is that I don't really dig about it. That the fact that you can only, only play, play Star Lord, yeah, which doesn't make like, any no, sense. You got all these like great characters that you, you, like even the Telltale games, you play as all of them. Yeah, like even though Star Lord is the leader and he does, you play majority of the game as him. Mm-hmm. But yet you're still you still get a chance to play as Drax, as Gru, as Gamora. Yep. You know, so you play as everybody at some point in time. Yeah. So it's just like you, you gotta get you know the feel of everybody else. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, and plus like you know the the gameplay possibilities with each of those characters. Oh, it could be endless. Yeah, like like Star Lord, he can he can do he can be like the well rounded one who can shoot. Uh, you have like Drax, who's like the big brute. The muscle. Yeah. Yep. Gamora, he's like she's like stealthy and, yeah. and quick. Groot with his like tree powers. Rocket Raccoon with more guns, like, kind of like a. Like a PG thirteen Ratchet from Ratchet and Clank. Yep. Yeah. Like you, you could do so much. That's like a missed opportunity right there. It is. And I will say, like, yo, th- this is what this makes me think. And Square Enix might be grimy enough to pull this shit, where it's like, hey, guess what? We've got DLC where you can play as the other characters. Oh, don't even. I, 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 I won't even. I haven't even played any of the Avengers uh, DLCs. Yeah. Even the world of Wakanda, and I'm actually hearing some pretty decent things about it. Mm. But I'm just like, I'm no, yeah. I'm, too, I'm still too busy with The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, no, I, like how, where, how far are you in that game? Gosh, I'm trying to get to the hospital with the Lev character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right there and there. Okay, all right. So, yeah, I think you're past the halfway point. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I'm getting there. Yep. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll definitely talk more about it once you be- beat the game. <laughs> <laughs> um. Next up, we have Blood Hunt. Blood Hunt. Now I put if it's a free game, then maybe. Hmm. Let me look at. Let me. Let's look it up here. Blood, Blood Hunt. Hunt game. All one word. Okay. Why are you even I look at. Oh, this is like Vampire Blood Hunt? Something like that. 
Okay, so let me see. So it's like that. Yeah. Okay, so it's kind of like a like a multiplayer, um, like a multiplayer uh, based third person shooter, kind of like kind of like a R-rated Fortnite, except 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 I don't guess you build stuff. You just play as vampire hunters, I suppose. I guess. Mm. Like I said, if it's a free game, then yeah. Yeah, if try, it's a, I'll try it out if it's a free game. Yeah, it'll be one of those free games like you try out for like a couple hours and then you forget about it and then you un- uninstall it off your hard drive. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. that that's the vibe I got. Yeah. Um, Death Loop. Ah, Death Loop. You know, I've uh, I've actually been pretty intrigued by that game since it was first announced last year. Um, I think I know it's coming out this month. Um. I know it's by Arcane Studios, so it, it's kind of like a spiritual successor to Dishonored, mm-hmm. where it has those same mechanics where you can like use like Blink to like teleport from like one location to another. Um, I do like the premise of the gameplay, whereas like I, I believe like there's like a time time limit to where you can, where, where you have to complete a portion of the game, and then and then um, the game rewinds rewinds back in time. So it kind of has like that kind of has like a roguelike structure to it from what I from what I gather, but. It does look. I I do I do want to get my hands on that um, eventually. IGN rated it, gave it a ten. Really? Yep. It says definitely encases a fun investigative investigation work and satisfying combat in a unique time loop mechanic to create a tremendously satisfying adventure. Hmm. Okay. Well, then again, they did. IGN also gave The Last of Us Part Two a ten. I'm enjoying it so far. So. All right. Well, like I said, we'll we'll have the conversation once you finish it. Um, but yeah, I am looking forward to playing Deathloop at some point. Um, yeah. Kid Amnesia. What's that? Kid. Amnesia. That was more of like a trailer, so I just felt like I need to see more. So I I'm afraid that. It's gonna be just one of those like overhyped. Hmm. Yeah, it was like a forty-eight second trailer. Yeah, it was like a forty-eight second trailer of like nothing. Kid amnesia. Yeah, yeah. I'm in, I'm in the I'm in the gameplay footage. Uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at it. It looks like a. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like um what was uh the Silent Hill PT. Uh, the one that was um, a re- what was supposed to be uh, Death Stranding. Yeah. And yeah, we're more than halfway through the trailer. Like, okay, yeah, there's some, there's some little drawings on the walls. Okay, apparently it's supposed to be. Yep, that's it. Amnesia exhibition. Presented by Radiohead, and it's coming game. this November. Hmm. Okay. Could be one. It could be like a Radiohead. It could be like a like an interactive music video. Probably one of those types of games. We don't know. Yeah, but we'll, we'll see. Next up is Tachia. Tachia. I probably butchered the shit out of that. T C H I A. Yep. And I just said I know some. I know kids who would play it. Moana vibes. Yeah, it does remind me of Moana. Um, I mean, it, it does look like a. It, it it I will say it does look pretty cool. It kind of lo- kind of looks like like a like a Pixar movie come to life. Yeah, in a way, mm-hmm. like you know. 
like uh, you know he plays like these uh two girls are on this like this lushly colored island you know magic happens around them um i don't, I don't know like like it looks like there looks like there's a bit of um I like the color scheme of like this yeah, it has a re- has a really nice bright color scheme. Kind of looks like a live action cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, it, well, it it could be like a sleeper, like a potential sleeper hit. Yeah, I I don't have any interest in playing it. You know, I know kids who will. Yeah. But I wouldn't. Hmm. I don't know. We'll see. I I, I want to learn more about this game once okay. it uh. Uncharted Four in Lost Legacy. Coming to the PS5. Coming to the PS5. That's cool. Damn it! I love those games so much. So I'm like, you know what? PS5 owners have a blast. Yeah, yeah, have a have a blast. But um, you know, I think um, Uncharted out. Like I like like I said, the, the games are great, but I don't think we need a definitive edition for both for either. I mean, if anything, I will. If anything, I would like to. I would like to see like a spiritual successor to Uncharted. Like maybe maybe follow maybe maybe follow the continued adventures of like Chloe and uh, Nate Nadine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe like years down the line, Cassie. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, that'd, that'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, um, I'm a fan of it, especially four. Yeah. Four, I I probably beat about a good three or four times. Hmm. Yeah, I beat that game twice. And still, kind of holds out to me. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wolverine. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> now, Wolverine, is that developed by Insomniac? Insomniac. Games? <sighs> Shut up and take my money. Listen, I mean, I I absolutely love. I mean, I mean, people who watch the Codex Prime, you you already know how much we loved Insomniac Spider Man from 2018, and it's, it's happening. And, and I, I, I get sentimental with that game. Yeah. Um, totally understand why. Um, the game, uh, Wolverine. If if they can, if they can give the characters in that world the same treatment like they did Spider Man, with the, the the like with the unique take on those characters, we're gonna be in for something special. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Gran Turismo Seven. I'm not sold, but it looks cool. Yeah, you know, like uh, the Gran Turismo games, like they've always pushed the graphical limits yeah. of, con- of each console, Sony console. This one looks like an excellent, like another gorgeous uh, car showcase. I think it's like for, because those are like a vehicle simulators. So like for those who are like are really into like car culture and like all the, you know, bits and bobs and whatnot, like different brands and yeah. parts and components, then this is definitely the game for them. Um, like I said, like I said, this this is a this will be like a one of those like showroom games like if you have friends over you just have it you can have like the game running in the background and be like oh what's that uh, it's like yeah it's Grand Gran Turismo oh all right okay well, we'll beat the first one now yeah I I, I played two and four yeah. and I never got past the driver's license test <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, like I just want to play the game I just want to race yeah. Uh, yeah the first one was you know that was where that was my Gran Turismo. Mm. Yeah. Spider Man Two. Ooh. You sp- you you speak on that. I know I know you got things to say about that. First off, you already know. Shut up and shut the fuck up and take my money. <laughs> and it's official. Insomniac just needs to be Marvel's gaming division. 
You know, I'll, I'll agree with that. Square, Square's dropping the ball. Yep. Um, Insomniac should be the prime developer of Marvel properties. Because they can do it. Yeah. They can do I mean, Spider-Man... I did hear, I did hear a rumor of NetherRealm working, uh, working with uh, Marvel as well. Oh, NetherRealm games? Okay. So let me see where that's at. Yeah. But as of right now, Insomniac just needs to take it over. I agree. I agree. Like, can you imagine Insomniac like revisiting the Avengers or Guardians? Oh, they'll freaking kill it, man! Yeah, they'll actually do justice. To yes. That. Yeah, but but Spider Man Two uh, on the PS Five. Not only do you get to play as Spider Man and uh, Peter Parker and Miles Morales, but there's Venom. Venom, <sighs> Venom, Venom. <laughs> yeah, I, I think about the Eminem song. <laughs> man, and. And hey, that's actually a good drop because you know Venom Let There Be Carnage is coming out October first. Oh Jesus, I'm so nervous. About um, it. Fun fact about that: um, because of the success of Shang Chi, uh, Sony actually decided to move Let There Be Carnage up from like late October to October first. Fine, let's get it over with. Hey, I, I I still haven't seen the first Venom. I don't know if it's like a turd in the in wind. wind. <laughs> Honestly, watch it just for that part. Okay. Yeah. Like the movie's not bad. The movie's just okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I hear. Like I hear that like I know Sony like cut out a good chunk cuz it was supposed to be rated R. It still needs to be rated R. You can and this is why I'm so skeptical about this one. Hmm. Carnage is a rated R character. Yeah. Yeah. You got the right piece with Woody Harrelson playing Cletus Cassidy and it's going to be PG-13. I don't know, man. That's I can't wait to go in on that. I think, honestly, whether it's good or bad, I am going to, in the famous words of Skip, Skip Bayless, I am going to unleash on that movie. Well, let's hope it'll pleasantly surprise everyone. Regardless, I'm just going to unleash. <laughs> and last but not least. Mm. Let, me step away. Let me step away from uh, this one because... We may see a remake of uh, the bedroom scene of the first scary movie. Oh. <laughs> God of War Ragnarok. Mm. Shut up and take my money. Boy. Boy. Man. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. I was waiting for that. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, people, you already know. I I nutted again. Listen, God, God of War. I was, I was prepared this time. God of War Ragnarok. Man. Oh my God. God of War 2018 was my game of the year. Very rightfully so. Yeah, by a hair it beat Spider Man. Just by a hair. Mine was reversed, but even then it was just yeah, like an eyelash. Yes. Yeah, it was like photo finish. Um, I man, listen, God of War Ragnarok. I'm already sold. I don't need to see any gameplay footage. I'm already sold by it because I, I, have, I have complete faith that this game is going to be a worthy sequel to the first a 2018 reboot. Um, I do. I'm intrigued by the cast of characters. Like, we've got a, a big husky Thor, you know, chunky boy Thor, um, more so than P Chris Hemsworth from Endgame. Hey! <laughs> um, Both Thors were great. Yeah. 
Um, we got the return of um, oh, what was the name of that woman um, who was the mother of a uh, Bal- Baldor? Baldor. Because um, there was there was a, yeah, because there was a brief shot of her returning and she was attacking Kratos. Um, we've got an older version of Atreus um, who's uh, starting to be. I think he's starting to become uh, Loki. Um, and then there's like some other characters there too. Like it's, it's actually got an intriguing. It's actually got a pretty cool cast. Um, I know Christopher Judge. He's reprising his role as as Kratos. As he should. Yep. Um, if you can pull up the cast list of God of War Ragnarok, because there, there, uh, there were okay. some Kratos. there were some names I recognized. Sonny Sulik. Su- okay, it's the same kid. Same kid playing Atreus. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Boy. Boy. Uh, Lofi addressed it as Faye. Baldur. Wait, mm-hmm. I'm going. I'm going off the. I'm trying to find a name though. Freya. Yeah, Freya. Yeah, because she promised that she would uh, unleash vengeance on Kratos for killing her son, even though it, it had to be done. Um, but you know, you know, you can't do it in front of a mom. So, uh, Ragnarok. Uh, way ahead of you. Yes. Take the premise taking place three years after the events of the previous game, Fimble Winter is drawing to a close, and it is prophesied that Ragnarok will will begin once it, once it comes to an end. A now teenage Atreus, still reeling from the revelations of the previous game, seeks answers about his identity as Loki, mm-hmm. as well as a way to prevent Ragnarok from happening. To uncover the truth, Kratos and Atreus set out to find answers, searching for the Norse god god of war, Tyr, mm-hmm. who was previously believed to be dead. While as traver- tra- traversing to the ni- traversing the nine realms, the duo must face new threats, including Thor, the enraged god of thunder, and Freya, the former friend and ally who seeks vengeance following the death of her son Baldur by Kratos' hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I I I have complete faith this game's gonna be great. Oh, um, I already know. This. I mean, I mean, yeah, because like the because God of War uh, twenty eighteen was uh, wasn't wasn't just an exceptional reboot um, that really that really uh, humanized Kratos. Yeah. Because uh, more so because like because God of War two and three is he started to become like a self parody like a complete dickhead, and then and then. God of War 2018 kind of brought him back down to earth. So it's going to be interesting to see how how Kratos uh, deals with his son eventually becoming Loki and what that might mean for the rest of the franchise. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. we have this guest come out. Hopefully. So I got to leave Xbox. Yep, you do, Nick. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, hopefully we're working on, I'm working on getting a guest who is actually an expert on mythology. Mm-hmm. And he's a t- he's a TikToker that I follow, and he actually explains the mythology stories that inspired the stories in video games and comic books mm. of today. Wow. Okay. So I saw what he had to say about the God of War, his TikToks about the uh, God of War video game, and I'm just like getting him on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm working to get him on the show. Awesome. By all means. Yeah, we could we could definitely um I'd like to, I would love to like learn more about like the all the historical roots of uh of modern fiction. Dark Horse has been putting out of um he's Dark Horse has been putting out Norse mythology uh comics. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Yeah, I know that. I know once uh, I think the latest series is out on trade. I actually may pick that up just so I can be more familiar with this game for this game. Okay. Yeah. And then I'll end up playing God of War 2018 all over again. Yeah. Which I'm have no problem with. Yeah, me too. Yeah, you know, I'm, you know, I, I mean, ideally, I would love to replay God of War 2018 on a PlayStation Five. Um, fuck the scalpers, man. But yeah. Oh God, I cannot wait. Honestly, I only have one sentence to wrap up the PlayStation Showcase. Yeah. What's that? 2022 is the year that 2021 was supposed to be. Hmm. You know what? I well said. Well said. You know, because because uh, because 2021 was very much like a recovery year. You know what? I would say weak year, but hmm. recovery year that uh, that that I can I can agree with. Oh, yeah. I can ride with that one because, like I said, yeah, COVID just fucked the world up. Oh, yeah. And, you know, s- still is. But, yeah. you know. We're bouncing back little by little. Yep. Yeah. That's why people got to get the shot, man. All right. But anyway, 2020, um, PlayStation <laughs> Showcase. Yes. Uh, PlayStation Showcase. Overall, overall thoughts. Uh, bravo to Sony. Um, uh, it, it, it was a. Uh, it was they definitely showed out and they're definitely um you know uh they're definitely revving up the hype train um but you know sony they 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 do consistently live up to the hype you know i'll say nine times out of ten okay yeah uh so so yeah man i'm i'm definitely looking forward to uh to these games and if i can get my hands on a ps5 it's gonna be a it's gonna be glorious i'm gonna have to get another another pair of pants but uh but you have to get a few but oh yeah, man. But yeah, just just getting a whole new wardrobe, just burn burn your previous. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, see, I mean, see, see, it's, it's, see. That's that's the beauty. That's the beauty of gaming, man. You know, it it's it's just it's like it's like why if I had a, like I said if I had a choice between some new new and a PS Five, PS Five all day with an OLED. Listen, I want an OLED TV so bad. I mean. The, 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 Say that again. The things I would do for an OLED television, Carl. I would do unspeakable things for an OLED. Stop looking at me like that and saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no. nah, like, really. And shout outs to you know my brother Ed over in uh, Gamerdelphia. Yes, he put out his little. He put out a little video. He's like, listen, Sony's coming for the throne. They are, they really are. Xbox had their fun, but what's what does Xbox really have? Yeah, Game Pass. Yeah, Game Pass is like the main selling point of the Series X, but it's like there's only so many old games I want to play. Like, I want gaming's all about forward momentum, you know? Right. You know, so and PlayStation's doing that, and they're killing it with the exclusives. I mean, yeah, yeah. Microsoft bought Bethesda, but it's like. What you got? Yeah, I mean, we got Spider. Sony's got Spider Man, God of God of War, Ghost of Shima. Yes. Oh my God! I can't. Wait for, I can't. I cannot wait for a sequel for that. Man, just play the Iki Island. I, I see. I, I do. Just get it. Shut up and buy it. But I want it on the PS Five. I, I understand, but you got it right now. Just shut up and buy it. I know. Eventually, I will. 
It's only twenty bucks. I know. Eventually, I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. Um, Don't think about it. Buy it. <laughs> I mean, God damn it, Sony! Why? Why can't they? They got to do better with against against a scalping machine. Right. But, but yes, PlayStation Showcase, Sony, take a bow. More of these games uh, when they come out. Uh, we'll definitely review. We'll certainly review them once we get our hands on, on those wonderful consoles, um, or should I say, allegedly wonderful consoles? Because again, I don't think they're real. Uh, but yeah, more of these games as they develop, man. And so, uh, let me see. Uh, looking at the comments here before we move on to the retrospective, uh, Nick Thomas here saying that a uh, Game Pass is fucking fantastic. Though you can't, you can get that many good indies anywhere. Besides Xbox, um, yeah, he means to say you can't get that many good yeah. indies. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree, but yet that's it. Yeah, that's all they really got. I mean, yo, say what you want, you can have like a a system where you can pretty much just walk into the damn thing and you're inside the video game, mm-hmm. but you gotta have the games. Exactly. That. That's pretty much what it all boils down to. You got to have the games. Yep, absolutely. And um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully Microsoft can show out next year with a showcase of their own. Exactly. Yeah. But go ahead. All right. So this week's Codex retrospective is jam packed. So we're gonna make Carl feel old again this Get week. Older. <laughs> older this week. Let's put some more gray hairs on his head. Um, let's begin this week's Codex Retrospective. We got 20 items here. Uh, so let's begin with the first. On 31 years ago, on September 14th, 1990, saw the release of one of the most iconic hip-hop albums of all time, LL Cool J's fourth album, Mama Said, Knock You Out. Yes. This uh, this album uh, uh, produced entirely by DJ Marley Marl, uh, such such awesome classics as of course the title track "Bomba Said Knock You Out," "Booming System," "Around the Way Girl," you know, you know I want a girl with extensions in her hair, bamboo earrings, at least two pair, a Fendi bag with a bad attitude. Yep, that's all I need to get me in a good mood. <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, those great singles. Um, also, uh, to the break of dawn, which uh, shout outs to Bad Lad. He broke down. It was a diss track against three MCs. Um, you know, uh, Cool G Rap, MC Hammer, and Ice T. Uh, and look, look at Tyrone Johnson the second. Look, look at look at Tyrone Johnson the second hating once again in the comments. Yes. Why, why do you Why do you ask? Sidebar, why do you ask if I've listened to any of these albums that we've spotlighted or have watched any of the movies that, that I've that I've highlighted on this show? You know that you know that I've watched and listened to the things that I that I introduce uh, on, on our podcast. You see, Tyrone, what you need to do is stop being a hater and stop be, and start being an appreciator. Maybe then you'll actually get on this podcast. But until then, you can uh, uh, keep hating and uh, and and bless us with with your comments um because uh that's where you belong but yes um ll cool j mama said knock you out um i'm sure you've listened to this album as well have you not in its entirety not in a long time like i was 
seven when it came out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a, it, it's a, it's a, it's a great album. I, th- this is, this is one of the, it's probably my, it's actually my second favorite uh, LL Cool J album. My first one is Mr. Smith. I love them. I, I had Mr. Smith. Yeah. Big tape. Oh yeah. At like corner store. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, man, uh, iconic, iconic hip hop album, Marley Ball, LL Cool J. Um, like definitely check this out if you're a fan of like a good classic. It's also on Spotify as well. You can also get the deluxe edition, uh, which has like bonus tracks of different remixes of Around the Way Girl and Mama Said Knock You Out. Definitely some definitely some great stuff here. Um, also, uh, we're going back uh, 28 years ago on September 13th. 1993 which saw the super nintendo and sega genesis versions of mortal kombat 1 the guy screaming on that song yeah was the little kid that was oh yeah so i remember you mentioned that it was like a little kid with the with the, the from the commercial yeah yeah with the pitch like turned all the way down yeah yeah uh mortal kombat for the when it came out for the super nintendo um, and Sega Genesis, it was it was actually a bit controversial because Nintendo was all about like nonviolence, and they were all all about like watering down their content. So when the Super Nintendo version of of Mortal Kombat came out, instead of blood, you had sweat, and you had watered down fatalities. But Sega Genesis was like, nah, you get the arcade version here at home. And what was the blood code? A B A C A B B. How do you do Liu Kang's fatality? Oh, see, I don't even remember. Whole that. block. And circle the D-pad. Oh, nice. Okay. Cartwheel, uppercut. Dope. Scorpion's fatality. Yeah. See, see the fatalities I don't know off head. Block, up, up. Okay. And those are the only two I remember. <laughs> but yeah, Mortal Kombat. Um, you know, that, that, was, that was a fighting game that, you know, launched a franchise that's still going strong today, uh, nearly 30 years later. Um, yeah. And the first game, like... That was a game that blew everyone's minds because that was one of the early, early fighting games that had blood. Blood, yeah. And lo- people lost their minds. Yeah, like, that was did. when the play, like the rating system for games like came out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I was like, oh, oh, we got to put it. We, we got to regulate this. So, yeah. M, T. Uh, but, yeah. But, yeah, Mortal Kombat. Uh yeah, that, that that was that was that was a game that um, sold mil- millions of units on both on both consoles. But then Nintendo actually learned its lesson because they didn't sell as well with the first game as as as, as Genesis version did. So when Mortal Kombat two came out for the Super Nintendo, that's when it included like the uncut arcade version, all of the fatalities, all the blood, and everything. Now, Mortal Kombat two. Now that was like a game that I played inside and out. Mm. Like I even I even remember the cheat code that there that there was where you can like do like you just touch an opponent and then his energy just goes all the way down. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and all at least the, the Sega version. Yeah. yeah, and all the blood flying around. Yep. I, I remember. Let me see. Liu Kang's dragon snack was down for back back high kick. Mm-hmm. Um. Raiden's was when you hold the low kick and you go up to them, let go, and then you have to like keep pressing like B and C just to like really get the charge because he would just electrocute you until you explode. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jax was for back, 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 B, low kick. 
Yep. For the clap. Mm-hmm. Um, damn. I have to, I'm, honestly, it would all come back if I just start playing again. Yeah. Okay. I have yeah. a little Sega system that has it on. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, that was Mortal Kombat. Um, also, 27 years ago, on September 13th, 1994, saw the release of another iconic hip-hop album, Notorious B.I.G., Biggie Smalls, Ready to Die. Funny thing, I just happened to look at an article the other day of what the baby on the cover looks like now. Yeah. It was like graduated high school. He's actually doing pretty good for himself. Nice. Very good. Yeah, man. Um, you talk about one of talk about one of the grimiest uh, hip hop albums of the early '90s. Like you had "Give Me the Give Me the Loot," "Machine Gun Funk," "Everyday Struggle," um, "Suicidal Thoughts." Yep. Who Who Shot You? Uh, "Unbelievable," which was a great sample of uh, Michael Jackson. Um, I think that was that was that, I think that was produced by DJ Premier, right? "Unbelievable." Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, of course, and of course, the uh, the the radio friendly singles, "One More Chance," the remix, "Juicy," um, and uh, what was it? Who else? Of course, Big Papa. Um, but yeah, man, this this album, like you talk about, you talk about uh, one of the definitive albums of the hip hop genre. This is this is it right here. Um, I, and and I, and as I said, when Bad Lad was here, this is actually much better. Um, then Life After Death, although Life After Death is still enjoyable. And Carl's showing a picture of the baby uh, who was on the cover, all grown up. Um, yeah. Okay, looks like looks like he's looks like he's a mortgage payer. This is a Gary threat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah, man. Tr- truly iconic stuff here. And like I said, sidebar, another sidebar. There really should be like a dark side of the mic documentary on on. On, on Sean Puffy Combs because Bad Boy Records is a cursed record label. In hindsight, it is. Same, yeah. It I'm, is. I'm not going dis- to I'm not even going to argue it. I'm not going to disagree. It's just is what it is. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I'm looking at the comments here as we move on. The Tyrone says that your podcast is not ready for me. Oh, we are ready for you, Tyrone. But the thing is, what will you? What would you bring to the table? Uh, hateration is what you would bring to the table. Hey, hey, hey! Here's an idea. Why don't you start? Why don't you start a podcast with the other hater of mine, Furman? Just have the 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 the, 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 the two man hateration parade. How about that? There's an idea. Thank you. You're welcome. So anyway, uh, wow. Gee. Uh, <laughs> Tell them why you mad, bad rapper. <laughs> Uh, it's all good though. Um, on the movie front, uh, 26 years ago, on September 8th, 1995, saw the release of a comedy starring Wesley Snipes, Patrick Swayze, oh my god, and John Leguizamo, and that was you would own it. <laughs> to Wong Fu, Ooh, thanks, thanks for, for everything, everything, Julie, Julie Newmar. <laughs> my sister loves that movie. Mm. Yeah. She had the time of her life when we rented that from Broad Street Video that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tu Wong Fu, uh it's it, it, it's it's a it's a pl- it's a really entertaining comedy. Um, you know, Patrick Swayze, the late great Patrick Swayze, RIP. Wesley Snipes and John Leguiz- 
Yep, Roadhouse. You got to you got to say Roadhouse. Oh yeah, a Family Guy, Peter yep. Griffin, uh, John Leguizamo, who plays a great drag queen. Um, I remember seeing his stand up. He had played another character of of the of a similar type. Uh, Wesley Snipes, you know, he he went all in in that role too. So yeah, uh, definitely definitely a. a, a, a uh, uh, an amusing comedy um it's actually also like inspired by another australian comedy which had starred hugo weaving and guy pierce called uh priscilla queen of the desert which i haven't seen but i've heard that was like the the prototype of uh tu wong fu i think they came out around the same time actually uh but yeah yeah it's it's still it's still an amusing comedy it still holds up um so yeah if you haven't seen it check it out it's ac- it ac- it's actually pretty amusing and hey man it's great Oh, Nick, let us know. <laughs> oh, so Nick Thomas says that he's actually starting his own nerd-themed podcast one day, and he hopes to have us on. Yes, let us, let know, us know, man. We yeah. are. Listen, you've been supporting us for quite a few years now. Mm-hmm. Answer's already yes. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, yeah, <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, Aaron says that uh, he still doesn't know how Wesley Slamps in the movie fooled all those people to thinking that he was female. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, small, small town, small town, you know, you know how it is. Um, going back on the hip hop front here on September 8th, 1998, 23 years ago, saw the release of Cannabis's debut album, Can I Bus, which featured the LL Cool J diss track second round knockout and which turned out it was the best track on the whole album. <laughs> uh, have you listened to Cannabis? Can I Bus? No, no. I didn't really think about that one. No, I, didn't. <laughs> I I did. Um, and and, and the all the all, the review the reviews are definitely true in that like cannabis he bring he brings the heat lyrically, but what sank that album was the production. The the beats were bland, just bland production top to bottom. Why Wyclef really did spoil shit for him. And after and after the debut album, uh, Cannabis never his career never took off as much as it could have. But then again, Cannabis did come for LL's neck in four three two one off uh, his album Phenomenon. So Cannabis kind of brought it on himself, you know. So so there's that. So but but I know Cannabis he he dropped like uh, his sophomore album two thousand BC was actually kind of decent. Uh, but then now that was as far as I got listening to anything from his catalog. Um. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, he shopped a lot of like underground stuff. Yeah, over the years. Um, yes, uh, Aaron says that um, um, second round knockout is still a classic diss track, um, and of course, and 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 you know, it, it did have Mike Tyson on the on, on the introduction, where Cannabis said that to LL, ninety nine percent of your fans wear high heels, and then LL Cool J responded with the Ripper Strikes Back while saying, "Ask Cannabis, he ain't understanding this." Because 99% of his fans don't exist. <laughs> and I'm like, ouch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so LL just snapped his fingers like Thanos and then poof, off off went cannabis. Ooh, you know what? I got a hypothetical for 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 everybody. So let's let's finish up the uh Yeah. After okay. the uh retrospective, I got a hypothetical for everybody. Okay, all right. Let's let's all right, we'll table that. Um, also, 23 years ago, on the same year, September 9th, 98, saw the release on the PlayStation 1, uh, Spyro the Dragon, the first game. And what I have here is the remastered edition of all three games for the PS4. 
Uh, Spiral the Dragon, um, definitely uh, one of the more popular PS1 uh, platformers. Um, I know, and now now with the remastered editions, it's got a whole new whole new bunch of fans. Gameplay is even better, more refined than the original. Uh, but yeah, have you ever played the original Spiral games? No, uh, once the yeah. demos. Yeah, the demos. Oh man, remember when demos were a thing? Yeah, that was so cool. Um, but yeah, uh, that was an iconic uh, platformer back Everybody's in the day. Favorite demo. Mm-hmm. Parappa the rapper. Yes, <laughs> the man. I play, I remember playing that demo repeatedly. Punch. It's, it's all, all in the mind. mind. If you want to test me, I'll show you fine. The things I'll teach you will show you to reach you. Nevertheless, you get a lesson from teacher. Now kick, 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 kick. Punch. Chop. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. But yeah. Uh. That was Spyro. Um. Also, the following year, twenty-two years ago. On September 9th, 1999, saw the release of Final Fantasy VIII for the PlayStation 1 in the U.S. It was popping, but it wasn't holding a candle to seven. Yeah, I agree. I know Final Fantasy VIII, it was, it was popular. Um, it has its fans, definitely. But it, 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 a lot of fans were, they kind of felt mixed when, when it first came out compared to seven. And plus, I know Final Fantasy VIII has that junction system. Which fans kind of found a little convoluted. Yeah, but it's, seven was the game changer. It was, right. yeah, yeah. Like like seven was like the revolution, um, and then then the second one was like, damn, I gotta follow that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's it's it was like if Final Fantasy seven was like Okada versus Omega, like as like your semi main event, or, or, or better yet, no, like Final Fantasy seven was like Hogan versus The Rock at WrestleMania eighteen. And then after following that was Triple H versus Jericho for the championship. I was going to go Taker and Sean, WrestleMania 25. Oh, even better. And then <laughs> we're watching that. And Sean look at, and Triple H looking at Orton, who was supposed to main event. They looked over at each other. And Sean, I mean, Triple H looks over at Orton and goes, dude, we're fucked. <laughs> and yeah. that's actually a true story that Triple H tells. Like He told that a couple of times. He said, I looked at Randy. I was like, dude, we're fucked. Wow. <laughs> oh man. But uh but yeah, um but yeah, Final Fantasy VIII, um it recently it recently got a remaster. Well, not a remaster, but more like a like an enhanced edition which came out for the PS4 recently with kind of like up-res graphics. Um so yeah. So yeah, it, it, it's it's got its fans. Yeah, they did they had to do just that because the 7 remake was you just wasn't topping it. Yeah, not at all. And I wonder what the the second half of the remake Final Fantasy VII remake is going to look like. Uh, yeah. You know what? I got a client who plays the shit out of that game. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yep. Also, uh, uh, same year, 1999, uh, September 14th, uh, 1999, saw the release of two hip-hop albums on the same day. Uh, Eve's debut album, Let There Be Eve, Rough Riders' First Lady. Which, Philly, Philly. Yep, with Beanie Siegel. Yep, also had the single Love is Blind and Got a Man. I remember seeing her at Hot Night after this movie, after that song, um, after this album came out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I remember how when Hot Nights were a thing from like Hot yeah. 106? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I man. went to a lot of them. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, um, that was that was Eve's debut album. It was pretty successful. You know, she was riding hot off of What Y'all Want from Rough Riders: The Compilation Volume One. Still holds up. Damn, that's a good album. That was, yeah. oh my god, that was the album of 1999. I, I agree. There. Like that summer. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. And also on the same day, on September 14, 1999, saw the release of Old Dirty Bastard's second album, Nigga Please, with Gotcha Money as the main single, which also, which also was a debut of Khalees. It was. It was. Produced by the Neptunes. Yep. Yeah, that, that album... <laughs> I mean, it's an old Dirty Bastard album. It, it, it was, it was cool, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, that was older ODB's second album. AK was just listening to it. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna get this money and robbed him. Oh man, ODB, rest in peace, man. Gone way too soon. Um, hey Afton. Yes, Afton, friend of the show. What's up? So yes, we will give you a call after the show. Funny story, which I'll share after the podcast. Um, inside jokes. Um, but yes, oh yeah, and since you're on Afton, remember, hashtag team no edges, hashtag black excellence. <laughs> I love it. Ins- I have a feeling this involves Oh my god. After the show, my friend. After the show. But anyway, um, so yes, uh, uh, moving moving right along in the Codex retrospective, uh, twenty one years ago, twenty one years ago on September twelfth, two thousand, saw the release of a really good LL Cool J album with his follow up to Phenomenon, the Goat, greatest of all time. And everybody's been using that expression ever since. Ever since, you know, LL Cool J, you know, he is a he is a pioneer for in many respects. And he did pioneer the acronym GOAT, greatest of all time. Um, you know, you know, LL Cool J, he is the infinite, intelligent, extravagant, and eloquent. That shit y'all talking is irrelevant. He puts it down from the gutter to the tenement. That's LL Cool J. Anything he do is excellent. And he got he has to represent Cuba to thorough, you know. So, yeah, LL, so the GOAT uh, features features of the singles. Imagine, is that, imagine that. Yeah. So imagine that produced by the Rockweiler. Um, also, uh, you and me with Kelly Price. Um, I'll, I'll add some really good songs into like um, "Can't Think." That's a really that's a really dope track. Um, this is us with Carl Thomas. Um, Ill bomb. Ill bomb. That was dope. Which which mm-hmm. Ill bomb, which actually dropped on Funkmaster Flex and Big Caps, the tunnel. Yo, now that was yeah, that was a dope. Between album. that song and um. If it, um, the Eminem song, as if I get locked up tonight. Yeah, that yo, those are dope. Yo, Ill Bomb was like the was a was a track that 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 perked people's ears up because after after Phenomenon and Second Round Knockout, people were like, "Yo, did LL kind of lose a step? Like, what's going on?" But then he dropped Ill Bomb, and people were like, "Yo, okay, all right, we see you." You know, I hypnotize your eyes and then you recognize that the sparkle of my chrome shoes paralyze. Getting money like this, people want my vibe. Oh, love it. See the jealousy and hatred, hate the way I ride. Sometimes you sleep, sometimes you don't. Think it's, this, this nigga's souped up because he cooped up. All right, all right. Yeah, this it's dope. Um, also, it features um, uh, also the, the song Forget About It with Method Man, LL Cool J, and DMX, R.I.P. Um, and also uh, uh, another cannabis diss track, "Back Where I Belong," where he runs down cannabis, talking about how he's how him and Wyclef got together to set up, to sabotage uh, cannabis on his first album. You know, so yeah, this is this is this is this is a great. This is one of my favorite LL Cool J albums, and if, if you're a fan of LL, then this is definitely one, one you got to listen to. And in fact, I, w- I will argue actually, 
I will argue that, argue that this was actually perhaps LL Cool J's last great album. Yeah, yeah, because like he he came up with um let me see it was ten he came up with ten with Love You Better in two thousand two, which was all right. Cool. No, it was cool because I love Love You Better and Amazing Paradise was just what it was. But yeah, and then he had the definition, you know, which was you know the the the, the, the single was uh was popping. Um, oh, um, Headsprung. Headsprung. Yeah, I love DJ and that song. They call me Big Ella. Big And I love that song, Hush. Hush was cool, yeah. But yeah, man. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely, you can you can also listen to this whole album on Spotify if you got it, or Title or Apple Music. But man, this was this was an album that I bumped heavily in high school when when it came out in two thousand. Then that Todd Smith album. Yep, James Todd Smith, man. He is he is one of the goats. You can't deny that. Um, also, uh, moving on to. Uh, again a very serious day for many reasons september 11th 2001 which of course is 9-11 of course uh this year marks the 20-year anniversary of 9-11 did not watch that one tribute mm. i just didn't want to relive that like i i, I paid that. my respects in my own way and then i just kind of really just didn't want to relive it uh, I, I totally understand um but also on this day um saw the release of two hip-hop albums as well first was uh jay-z's God, I love that album so much. the blueprint which damn i would say this is my i i vacillate i must say it's either my second favorite jay-z album or my third favorite jay-z album because i vacillate because it's reasonable doubt for me number one okay then there's american gangster and the black album and then blueprint so i vacillate between this being my number two or three but i listen to this heavily uh a lot this is this is this is this is the Jay Z. This this is the blueprint for me. Is the sequel to Reasonable Doubt that we should have gotten because Volume One, it was fine, but Volume Two lyrically was like, except for Reservoir Dogs. Except for Reservoir Dogs, okay, I'll, I'll give you that. But like, but like, if 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 to, to use like like wrestling metaphors, like Reasonable Doubt was like uh, WrestleMania Seventeen. Volume One, I would say was like, I'm gonna say it's like eighteen. Kinda. 18 had its moments. No, 18, 18 had its moments. It did I, have its I, moments. I'm, I'm not. I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't yeah. compare it to 18. Yeah. Volume two. I'm gonna say volume two was like 15. No, 15 was fun. 15 was fun. If you have anything, you gotta say like nine. <laughs> nine. No, nine was cool because of like the setting and how they did everything. Um. If you're gonna go worse, then you're gonna have to talk four and five. Oh yeah, those are bad. Um, but yeah, uh, Blueprint I would say is more like a WrestleMania seventeen. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna say it's like a seventeen. I'll, I'll agree with you there because like, God damn, this is this is twenty. Tw- okay, I'll 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 say that's a better comparison. Yeah, if reasonable um, about, if reasonable doubt seventeen, that would be twenty. Okay. Yeah. Well, American Gangster would be twenty one. Yep. And the black album black album would probably be 23 okay yeah we'll go with that but yeah man uh this was this was an album that had like the soulful soulful production uh this is where kanye west cut his teeth from some of his early work i mean you got you got some great tracks Every, this is this is like a no skip album no yeah. 
No Fillers, No Fat to Trim, The Rulers Back, uh, Takeover, one of the best diss tracks um, of, of that time against Nas and Mob Deep. Izzo, H- Izzo, Hova. Um, j- girls, girls, girls. Just go, girls, girls, girls. girls. Jig it at. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Yep. Hola, Ovito. Timbaland. Produced by Timbaland. Heart of the City, my favorite song in the whole entire album. Facts. Never Change, Song mm-hmm. Cry, mm-hmm. All I Need, Renegade. Mm-hmm. Where Eminem murdered Jay-Z. Ma- Mama Loves Me. <laughs> yep. And then the Girls, Girls, Girls remix. Yep. And, and Lyrical Exercise. Yeah. Yep. But but yeah, man, the blueprint, damn. This is this is like next to reasonable doubt. This is like definitive Jay Z right here. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna lie. No, yeah, no, no argument from me. Yep. And on the same day, another hip hop album dropped. Fabulous's debut album, Ghetto Fabulous, with featuring the hit single "You Can't Deny It," featuring Nate Dogg. That was a very production heavy album. But Just Blaze is my favorite, and I, but I will say it contained the worst Just Blaze beat ever. Oh, what's that? My be easy. I I haven't listened. You know what? <laughs> like he, Just Blaze can do so much better. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah, the tower the towers fell, but you know we still stand stand we're still strong, man. Still standing, still strong. I'm great. <laughs> um, but yeah, fast forwarding the next year. Um, let me see. Uh, uh, oh, I was I was reading the comments here. Yeah. Um, 19 years ago, on September 13th, 2002, saw the release of an Ice Cube comedy, Barbershop. I love. I like Barbershop. Barbershop is just one of those movies. Even like the next two were still like good. I didn't like the second one. Second one was fun. Second one was fun. And I have a little memory tied to that too. So like. Okay. But um, the second one was fun. I had no problem with it. The third, I love the message that they that they were trying to relay. I heard the third was very good. I haven't seen it. I enjoyed the third one a lot. Mm. Okay. That came out like 2015, I believe. That was with Nicki Minaj, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I remember seeing a barbershop in theaters. I'm like, oh, this is really cool. I mean, it's it still holds up as a, as a cool comedy. Honestly, I think all three of them do. Uh, I mean, well, I still haven't seen the third one, but the second one, I I don't know, man. I I wanted it to be as good as the first, but it just didn't grab me. I wouldn't say it's not as good, but it was good. I did enjoy it. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, barbershop dropped uh, dropped on that day, September 13th, 2002. Um, also, uh, another uh, another movie dropped. Uh, 18 years ago, on September 12th, 2003, which saw the release of one of uh, Bill Murray's best films, Lost in Translation. I saw it. It's a it's a really good film. It's a, it's an it's an excellent film. It stars um, Bill Murray, Scarlett Johansson. It was one of her early roles, and uh, Giovanni Ribisi. Um, and it was uh, written and directed by Sofia Coppola, who's a daughter of Francis Ford Coppola. Uh, Sofia Coppola she actually won the Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay for Lost in Translation. Um, it's it's a movie. So yeah, little. yeah. It, it's it's a movie that. Um, it it, it it holds a, it holds a special place in my heart. I remember watching it for the first time in when I was in in URI. It was two thousand three, so it was sophomore year when it came out, and I was like, man, 
okay, this this movie is uh, it's different different than what I expected. But you know what? Uh, it's a movie that it, it really grew on me over time. I really like the cinematography of like Tokyo, Japan. I really love the the rapport, but the chemistry between Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson, kind of like a mentor mentee um, relationship, where you know Scar- Scarlett Johansson's character, you know, at the time I think she was nineteen or twenty at the time this movie came out, and she's like. Yeah, yep, she's around our age. And she's kind of like, you know, trying to figure out life, her character. And and Bill Murray, one of one of the one of my favorite scenes is where they're just chilling in bed and she and she's just talking about like like she doesn't know what she wants to be or who she or who she's supposed to be. And Bill Murray says, you know, you know, the older the older the older you get, the more sure you are of yourself and the less you let things upset you. And that line always kind of stuck with me because it's very true. The older I get, it's like, that's very true. You know, the, the older we get, the more sure of ourselves we are. And the less we let things like, you know, kind of get under our skin, our skin, you know. So so Lost in Translation, it's it's definitely an, a, an awesome movie. Um, I, I still think it's a Sofia, Sofia Coppola's best work. Um, and yeah, man, it's 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 a wonderful, it's a wonderful, wonderful film. Yeah, she really hasn't done much. Uh... Yeah, like she's done. She's done some movies. Like she did um, Marie Antoinette with mm-hmm. Kirsten Dunst. Uh, she did somewhere, somewhere. Bling Ring. Bling Ring. A very merry Christmas. <laughs> I haven't seen that. It's on Netflix. Oh, okay. Uh, the beguiled. The beguiled. Beguiled, excuse me. Yeah. And uh, on the rocks. Yeah, on but the... that's uh, on Apple TV. Yeah, I I, I, I could actually watch on the rocks because I do have Apple TV, uh, free, like one year free subscription, thanks to getting the iPhone. <sighs> You still smart? <laughs> yeah, listen. The the iPhone 12 you gotta is step up. You gotta get stuff. iPad and Apple Watch. You know. Uh, I don't. I don't need the Apple Watch. Apple actually, you know, because I can tell time on my phone. Yeah, but here's the th- here's the cool thing about it. And I just learned this two days ago. Mm-hmm. If you have the Apple Watch, yeah, you can wear your mask and still. You know how you have the Face ID. Yeah. If you have the Apple Watch, you can open your phone without while wearing your mask. Oh. Okay, well that's nifty. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, um, uh, on the video game front, uh, 17 years ago, on September 14th, 2004, saw the release of Fable for the Xbox. Never had an Xbox. Never played it. Yeah, Fable. Uh, Fable. It's like a third-person like uh, action RPG, kind of like in the vein of Zelda. Okay. Like it was a game that received. I remember the hype that it received way back then. It was like, oh, is this going to be like a generation-defining game? It's like open world. You can do whatever you want. You can, you know, you can do what you can be a hero or a villain. Um, it, it's it's open-ended gameplay. And when it came out, it was fine. It was just it was just fine. You know, it has its fans, but it was just like, okay, this is cool. But all that shit that you were promising. Half that shit wasn't even in the game, <laughs> and then and then like Fable, I think Fable became like sort of like known for that, the, the, like the series, like where the developers like hyped up a bunch of features, but then which didn't really come to pass, or if they did, it wasn't as it wasn't as uh, as major as they hyped it up to be. Right. But Fable, it does it it, it is a beloved uh, treasure among Xbox owners, though. So had to shout that out. Uh, also on the hip hop front, we're moving right along with these retrospectives. Um, Carl's feeling younger since we're going in recent years. Um, 16 years ago, on September 13th, 2005, saw the release of uh, Little Brother's sophomore album, Fire! The Minstrel Show. You are watching UBN. 
N. <laughs> Yo, this this album is this album is the bee's knees. Let me tell you. And and this and I, I gotta say this album is the reason why I do not like BET as an as a network as a staff as 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 a motherfucking crew. You know why? <laughs> because. Uh, Little Brother, their single off their album, The Minstrel Show, was Loving It, featuring Joe Scudder. They had a music video for yeah, it. Yeah, I was just... And... Yep, there it is. Uh-huh. I gotta take that down before you get copyright strike. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but BET actually refused to air the loving it video because they deemed it to be quote unquote too intelligent what they said that little brothers uh uh music video loving it was too intelligent for bet which was a scathing indictment on bet at the time because boondocks actually had a great running gag in their episodes where any anytime somebody flipped on BET it was the same music video booty butt booty butt booty butt cheeks booty butt booty butt booty butt cheeks versus booty butt cheeks a wop you know what i i got to respect boondocks booty butt cheeks cuz it was long, it was around longer but wop wop takes the cake oh my god i got to give it up to wop oh wait the last of us joke that he made <laughs> Oh man, um, but yeah, um, I I agree, Aaron. Uh, Minstrel Show, <laughs> Minstrel Show was really far ahead of its time, um, and and the I'll, I'll, I'll in fact I will argue that this album actually holds up better now than it did back in 05. and yeah, One Night Affair by the Stylistics. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it, this is a this is a great album. I also I I really dig Little Brothers' uh, uh, first three albums, like The Listening, which is which is fire. And get back, which has some great beats on there. Fonte, had, Fonte from Little Brother had a nice solo album. Oh yeah, when you was, um, not not with like uh, Foreign Exchange, right? Hold on, let me let me. Uh... Cause I, I I have two of Foreign Exchange's albums. Leave it all behind is a favorite of mine. Um... But yeah, man, shame on BET. Charity starts at home. Oh, okay, that was yeah. a good that was a good album. Nice, yeah. I'm. I'm gonna have to go back to Spotify and listen to, listen to more more of this. Man. I, I mean, I'm gonna have to. Yeah. And I'm gonna listen to Charity Starts at Home. Mm, absolutely. Also, uh, uh, on the video. Yep. Also on the video game front, uh, 14 years ago, on September 12th, 2007, saw the release of a PlayStation 3 exclusive, Heavenly Sword. Didn't enjoy it. I just never played it. You know, it's it's decent. It's a decent game. It's a uh, uh, by Ninja Theory. Um, they've made better games. I think they've also made um, Enslaved Odyssey to the West. Um, this was actually one of uh, the PlayStation 3's early early releases. This was released like within their first year, and you know it's pretty decent. Uh, Andy Circus he actually plays one of the main villains in the game. Um, the 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 game was also produced by T- Tamim Antoniadis, who also went on to produce. Uh, uh, Hellblade, no, yeah, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, um, which which is a which is an excellent uh, game um, on the PS4. But yeah, Heavenly Sword, uh, it was definitely uh, um, one of the games that that made the PS3 stand out in its early days. 
Um, also, speaking of video games, uh, 13 years ago, on September 9th, 2008, saw the release of one of the most iconic, one of the most classic, one of the most beloved wrestling video games ever made. And Carl, I'm no, I know you, I know you'll agree with me on this. TNA Impact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was completely sarcastic, by the way. Um, that was released on the PS3, uh, PS2, and Xbox. Sometimes you could have been serious. <laughs> yeah, so TNA Impact uh, released on the PS2, 3, and Xbox 360. Um, at best, it received very mixed reviews. Um, it was cool to see TNA get some shine in the video game front, but the game left a lot to be desired. Just had played Warzone. Oh, oh my God, Warzone! Warzone was fun for its time. For its time, it does. Yeah, it does not age well ooh, at all. It aged so poorly. No, I, I mean, listen, I can punch somebody with three fingers. The way they walk around. The rock. Wait, when the rock comes out. <laughs> oh my god oh yo <laughs> you remember the ps the playstation one version with ahmed johnson's promo <laughs> and i just took my and i forgot to take my medication <laughs> he says that in the promo juice makes sugar you got plenty of insurance punk <laughs> yo versus versus ahmed johnson versus ultimate warrior and promos oh my god <laughs> You know, everyone's brain will be leaking out of their ears, man. <laughs> oh, my God. But Take my medication. <laughs> oh, Ahmed Johnson. Truly the promo king of the 90s. Yes. yes. Um, okay, so we got... Yeah, got nothing <laughs> on Ahmed Johnson. Not at all. Uh, but, yeah, we got four more retrospectives here. Uh, nine, nine years ago, on September 11th, 2012, saw the release of Double Dragon Neon for the PS3 and Xbox Never 360. Played and to. Uh, the gameplay is decent. I mean, it, it's, it's very much, uh, very much like references the 80s. Yeah. Um, I will say the best thing about the game is its soundtrack. If you can find its soundtrack, it's it's bananas. Like that, it nails that 80s charm. Yeah, there, there's a song there, Mango Tango, which is like the best track of the album. It's like, yo, this is like straight ripped from like 1985. <laughs> Down to like the neon leggings and spandex, yeah, yeah. It, 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 so it, like the, the the gameplay, it's it's fun enough, but the soundtrack is, is what really sets it apart. You hard, you wearing baggy shit now. <laughs> Was that back in the eighties? Yo ass wears spandex. <laughs> Challenge Prince, I dare you. <laughs> and make sure your boys in. <laughs> oh, Charlie Murphy. R.I.P. We'll get embarrassed. Game. Blouses. I believe he levitated in real life. Uh, it's Prince, man. Yeah. It's Prince. Mm-hmm. Pancakes, man. Pancakes. Pancakes. Um, for- I gotta show you that episode of New Girl where he, he just showed up. Mm-hmm. He goes, oh, I didn't give you time to freak out. You may do so. <laughs> he goes, all right. Oh, so would you got? Would you like to come in for some pancakes? I was like, done. There you go. There it is. <laughs> also, uh, four years ago, on September eighth, twenty seventeen, saw the release of the uh, remake of Stephen King's It. It was fun. It was a fun watch. 
Yeah, it was a fun watch. I remember I, I, we reviewed it on the on the podcast where uh, which was the debut of uh, Afton, friend of the show, when we reviewed uh, season two of Insecure, and that was my first. That was the review. That was my movie review in that episode. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah, I remember one of your other um, acquaintances, uh, Jelena. She said that she didn't like the fi- the the film in the comments. I think she likes scary things. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but it was released in theaters. Uh, Pennywise the clown, you know, you'll float too. Uh, I I still haven't seen it chapter chapter two yet. I did. Yeah, it was, it was all right. And Just uh, yeah, it wasn't too different from the first movie. I mean, from the original. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, also, two more retrospectives here. Uh, three years ago, and I know you'll appreciate this uh, for many reasons. Uh, three years ago, on September 7th, 2018, saw the release of Insomniac Games Spider Man oh. on the PlayStation 4. God, I love that game. Yeah. Oh, sh- oh, yeah. Show Pennywise. Yep. Picture of Pennywise on uh, Carl's iPad right here. Uh, I did. Yep, so Marvel's Spider-Man on the PS4, developed by Insomniac Games. Um, I will not argue against anybody that says that this may be the greatest superhero game ever made. I, I, I just, I can't, I, I, I love that game so much. Yeah, I remember I bought it uh, in November, and I beat it in two days. No, three days. It took me a little longer than that. I know, I, it, I played a lot of it. Especially like during that week mm. after it came up. Yeah. I had a lot of time off work that time. Mm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, that was Spider Man uh, for the PS4. Can't wait for part two. Oh, my Jesus. Yeah. And last but not least, uh, two years ago, to wrap up this retrospective, two years ago on September 13th, 2019, okay. saw the release of one of the most slept on movies of that year. Still haven't seen it. Hustlers. Hustlers, written and directed by Lorene Scafaria, starring Constance Wu and Jennifer Lopez. Yo, let me tell you something, brother. Isn't Aquafina in that? No, she's not in it. Um, uh, Cardi B was in it, in like a in Lizzo, in like brief cameo appearances. Uh, Kiki Palmer, Lily Reinhart, and Julia Stiles. Um, let me tell you something about Hustlers. So many people slept on this movie hard, and. I don't know why, because this movie has one of Jennifer Lopez's best performances I've seen from from any of her work. Like you, you her her performance here is right up there with Selena. Like it's that good. Like she's, yeah. Like like Jennifer Lopez. Like she should have she. How she did not get nominated for an Academy Award is beyond me. Because her, the work that she puts in this film, like her character, is just so charismatic, so magnetic, and just, just so, just so charismatic that you, that you just like, she just pops on the screen, and, and Constance Wu, like she, she was magnificent in it as well. Um, this, this was based on a true story of a, a group of, um, group of strippers who, you know. You know, for, you know, you know, strip. They dance for like these upscale New York types, and they des- and they decide, you know what, you know what, why don't we rob these motherfuckers? Since they, since they since they plundered the economy, so this this, this took place around the two thousand eight uh, financial crash, which led to the Great Recession. They're like, you know what, let's get ours, let's get ours, let's get our revenge. We'll 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 lure these high these these highfalutin Wall Street types in. We'll drug them, and then we'll rob them. We'll steal their money, and then they won't be none the wiser. And it, and it was a scheme that worked for a time. Um, 
I, I will I will say like Jennifer Lopez like the introductory scene of her doing her striptease and her pole dance. Yo, nobody doubles. That was all J Lo. Like the physicality in that scene was something to be admired. And I know thirsty crumb bums and knuckleheads out there will, will, like will watch it for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> And, and and be like, oh yo, they'll they'll they find that a motherfucker. <laughs> but listen, yo, watch Hustlers for the for the the writing, the, the 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 acting, the quality of the cast. This is one of 2019's best features, and it's a damn shame that so many people slept on this movie. You need to go out of your way to see Hustlers because it is a sleeper hit. I, I think it's going to be a cult classic like years from now, but. Again, one of the best J-Lo performances I've seen, and Constance Wu has tremendous work in it. I love this film. It, it might, it may be available streaming, but but if you can get your hands on the Blu-ray, add it to your collection. And so, that was this week, this week's uh, Codex Retrospective. And this, is, and this was jam-packed because a lot of stuff happened this week over the years. Yeah, goddamn. Yes. A whole lot. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. So yeah, uh, that's about it. Um, Carl, uh, tell the good people uh, where they can find us. Everywhere. Obviously, you know, Facebook Live, you know, thank you for watching. You can also uh, find us on social media and Twitter at Codex Prime Podcast. Uh, Instagram at Codex Prime Podcast. Twitch, Codex Prime Podcast. YouTube, you can find our select, just search us. You can find select uh, bonus content there as well as old episodes. Yep. And, um, yes, you can listen to us on iTunes, leave us that five-star review, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, everywhere. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, you know, tune in next week. We're going to have more more Codex Prime goodness. I'll have more retrospectives, put more gray on Carl's head. Uh, listen, I'll be the Silver Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, you know. So, like, so uh, w- would you be the 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 zaddy, as they call him, the zaddy of the podcast? Yeah, why not? All right. You know, you going after those, going after people's aunties. Okay. Not the first time. Oh, Carl. <sighs> this this guy here, but uh. But yeah, uh, but yeah, that 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 about wraps it up for this week. Uh, tune in next week, uh, uh, same Codex time, same Codex channel. Um, Tuesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, as always, uh, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later. <laughs>